Clubhouse. Welcome to Decorating the Set from Hollywood to Your Home with your hosts, Beth Kushnick and Caroline Daly. Welcome to Decorating the Set from Hollywood to Your Home. This is Caroline. Hey, Beth. Hi, Caroline. I'm so excited to talk about today's special episode and our guest for the show. It's all things related to the film Rare Objects. This week's episode is a long time coming. Over a year ago, you worked on the movie and it's finally getting to come out. So tell us a little bit about Rare Objects. Well, it's based on a 2016 book written by Kathleen Tesoro. It tells the story of a young woman with a traumatic past who seeks to rebuild her life when she begins working in an antique store. And Katie Holmes rewrote the script, put it in contemporary times in New York, and it stars both Alan Cumming and Katie Holmes, and it's going to be released in theaters and on demand April 14th. So Rare Objects was a small indie film, and I know that when you and I talk, we mostly talk about your TV series or, or a major motion picture. So what is the difference between working on a smaller indie film? It was really a great opportunity for me to go back to my roots and start again on a small indie movie. And I'd say the most predominant thing about that is everyone seems to really be a family. You know, it's sort of like, okay, we're going to put on a show. And I think what happens is everybody puts forth their best effort and tries to bring whatever they can to the project. I was contacted to do this project by the production designer, Michael Fitzgerald. And it's a really special project for me because it sort of ended up being a crossover and a six degrees of separation of all my vendors, my closest vendors, my various worlds kind of collided for the couple of months that we put the film together. So this week's guest is one of your longtime collaborators, Jake Baer, the CEO of Newell Props. And you worked with Jake and Newell on Rare Objects, but I'm so glad that we got a chance to talk about like a couple of different other projects that you guys worked on as well. Why were they the right prop house for this project? Well, when I read the script and saw what this film was really about and knowing the budget of a small indie film, there was nowhere else that I thought I could possibly pull this off other than Newell. And I proposed to Jake a kind of unusual situation where almost everything in the sets, especially the large furniture items and architectural pieces, would come from Newell. And it would really be an opportunity to associate Newell with even the concept of 
rare objects. You know, it, it's such a perfect description for what I do. And on this film in particular, each one of the rare objects was selected and curated. And it's such a interesting mix. You know, it, they come from various periods and styles. And you'll see if you watch the movie that they're very realistic in thinking that Alan Cummings character who owns the store, the antique store, puts together these all these various pieces to make a really eclectic uh, space and a shop that's filled with uh, rare objects to the point where anyone could go in and seek something really special and find it. I can imagine a film called Rare Objects must just be like a dream for a set decorator. How did you select each individual one? Like, did you kind of think of these backstories and whatnot? And did you select like a hero object? Well, I started by speaking with Jake at Newell, and we decided we were going to do this through them. And I will say that I got to know the Newell website. Like, I feel uniquely qualified to represent Newell now. I went through, I spent hours, hours uh, curating items and printed out selections that I shared with the production designer. Then we called through everything that I printed and made separate piles. And we really took each item like a puzzle piece. And we were actually working in this space, which was an empty store in downtown Manhattan. So it really evolved organically, you know, to have the photographs of everything from the website and be in the space. It literally was our office and art department up until the final second that we were going to shoot there. So it really came together. Then we added small items from John Koch. We added beautiful pieces of jewelry that we were allowed to borrow from Kenshire Galleries. We added flower arrangements from Seasons. Uh, across the street, there was an empty storefront that we actually covered in A.J. Stetson's photography. All things that we have talked about on previous episodes of decorating the set, my whole world came together on rare objects. It feels like it's just like layers of Beth, like just layering <laughs> you on there. <laughs> I love that so much. It, it must be so fascinating for you to see yourself on screen like that, like your relationships with people, you know, they're all like layered on there right in front of you. Do you have any like behind the scenes stories you can share with us? Well, I'm happy to say that the author, Kathleen Tessero, came to the set and she was really blown away. And she said she couldn't have selected more perfect items when she was writing the novel. So that, you know, that was really great. She actually has a cameo in the movie as she's a customer in the store. The interesting thing about when you're working on a low-budget indie feature is you sort of come out of your usual 
or at least I do, position. And it was a, a weird time on this job, COVID and such. Um, and we did borrow these beautiful jewelry, you know, for close-ups, really interesting pieces um, from Kenshire Galleries. And I ended up being the person to be responsible for the hundreds of thousands of dollars in jewelry and transport them. Oh my lord. So myself and and my partner in crime who did the driving, we left the location and went up to where we were picking up the jewelry and like it was it was like an event and I was tasked with being responsible and having that purse on my wrist like attached to my person for fear that you know something was going to happen. Of course, we kept the jewelry safe while we were shooting, and then it was my task to return it. Even now, all these years in the business later, I would say I had an opportunity to do things in a behind-the-scenes kind of way that I might not necessarily have had on a regular TV show or big feature film. And it adds to the joy of seeing the project complete. In the trailer, there's a line by one of the characters' moms, and she talks about just putting one foot in front of another. And I didn't even realize that was in the script until I saw the trailer. And that speaks to me so much. It's, you know, something I say all the time about my own self and my life. And I just feel like uh, there's a very personal connection to the work. That's the word that came to mind as you're talking. I'm like thinking like, wow, you have such a connection to all of these things. I think it'll show. I'm really proud of the work that we did. What an amazing culmination of all these relationships you have with all these different vendors and just your experiences. And it sounds like even the script itself was speaking to you. Mm-hmm. That's that's remarkable. How, um, how, it just like, worked fulfilling. out, you know, yeah. it just worked out that I could bring everyone together. Even looking at this storefront across the street that was just empty and had graffiti all over it. And, you know, obviously we were going to see it in the, in the film and what could go in there. And, um, uh, you know, all of a sudden light bulbs light bulbs you know EJ Stetson's (laughs) photography and the masked project and I've got to say it was a very meant to be situation everything that we unpacked from John Koch you know enhanced everything from Newell it really all came together Well, and speaking of, this episode is actually coming out during Rare Objects premiere week, which is like, again, just kismet here. When this episode comes out, you will have already attended the Rare Objects premiere screening at the 92nd Street Y. And tomorrow, there's an event at Newell Props. And as our listeners are downloading this episode, maybe even on the way to see Rare Objects on Friday, what's one thing that you want them to know when they're seeing the film? What do you want them to take away from it? Well, certainly there are a lot of possibilities. You know, you can be a fan of Katie Holmes, who's a brilliant director and a fan of Alan Cumming and a fan of the novel itself, you know, now updated and set in New York in contemporary times. 
it's a really powerful story. And I think seeing everything come together, the music, the visuals, the wardrobe, you'll see how much effort and real connection everyone had in the making of this movie. And now our interview with Jake Baer, the chief executive officer of Newell Props. Listeners joining us today is one of Beth's longtime collaborators, Jake Baer, the Chief Executive Officer of Newell Props. Jake, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Jake, we're so happy you're here with us to talk about the history of Newell and how the company has developed to be such a huge part of the film and television industry in New York. Jake, tell us a little bit more about the history of Newell. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, Newell was, uh, I'm actually the fourth generation here at Newell. Newell was originally founded by my great-grandfather, Meyer Newman, in 1939. Uh, Newell originally started out as a Broadway prop house. So we were doing uh, My Fair Lady. All the best Broadway shows were all, we all had a big part in it. So there's always been just this entertainment part of our DNA, uh, as you would say. That's great. Over the years, a lot of these pieces of inventory that my great-grandfather was bringing over from Europe to do these, um, you know, beautiful sets became antiques. You know, this was during the, you know, when he was buying it, uh, started the business. Uh, it was really during like the Great Depression. And so we were bringing over, you know, containers and containers over furniture to help these Broadway shows. And through, I guess, you know, my father, who, uh, you know, was pretty much my role model, my superhero in, in so many different ways, he appointed me CEO about six years ago. And uh, it's really been, you know, a tremendous honor. I, you know, I started working as a carpenter. I pretty much have learned, you know, it was pretty much my only job was working at yeah. Newell. Um, but I really worked at everybody's, uh, I had different roles where I, you know, I spent four years working under a master carpenter. You know, I learned how to wrap up all the boxes. I was, you know, helping, you know, deliver with all the Teamsters and doing all of, you know, really kind Trial of- Trial by fire. Exactly. Doing all the bookkeeping, you know, really every role, which, you know, was really important because, you know, you have to learn all aspects of any business that you run. And it's really been, uh, you know, instrumental. Uh, about six years ago, when I became CEO, I decided that I actually wanted to split the business. The television and movie industry has just always been something I'm enamored with. Uh, you know, just watching films, I watch it differently because I just, you know, see what these incredible, you know, set decorators do. And I really want to support them and help them. And so uh, I split up the business. I, you know, I created a whole nother rental website. You know, we only used to really have a Newell.com website and I created Newell Props. And, you know, that was, I think, really instrumental into Newell's focus. It really kind of gave us, you know, our true identity back, which was really, you know, how can we cater and how can we support all these incredible set decorators uh, and set designers that we work with? It's just so cool seeing the pieces and in incredible films and TV shows, even if it's not my stuff, just seeing how these places get designed and created, it enamors me. And, and I, I would say, it, I still to this day don't understand how uh, you all do it. You know? and so it's, uh, With a lot of help from Newell. Well, you know, we do, we do our best for sure. And, uh, you know, we're, it's really one of those types of uh, industries where people, you know, we really all depend on each other. You know, it takes a lot of great communication. It takes a lot of flexibility and a lot of creativity. And, you know, we want to, you know, support and do that. And I think once we started Newell Props, 
it really gave us the branding, the marketing freedom, you know, and just how we can separate the business. How I look at it is, is we have one inventory and we have two different outlets as we still sell antiques and contemporary designs and furniture. And then, you know, we have our other side where, you know, we fully can just have, uh, you know, for, for our rental clients. And so uh, it's been just a complete honor, you know, I would say just being the fourth generation of this company and being able to evolve this business and to, you know, really be able to work with just such incredible people, you know, my staff included, they're the best. So I'm really lucky to have them. Jake, I'm super glad that you brought up relationships because that's something that Beth has spoken to our listeners a ton about, the importance of the relationships within her business to be able to get these really wonderfully done sets. So take me back in time a little bit, you guys, both you and Beth. Please tell me a little bit about how did you guys meet each other and and what your working relationship has been like? Well, I will tell you that my history in the business and with Newell was really solidified in 1990 on the movie Reversal of Fortune, because that script, and as I've told everyone over and over again, of course, we we all lead with the script. That script to date, with the exception of a film that we just recently worked on, was probably my most Newell-centric job that I had ever had. We created this level of wealth and this incredible life, both representing Rhode Island and Manhattan and so much of our work Uh, myself and the production designer, started just literally by walking the floors of Newell with Jake Thad. That's how it's done. I think more at Newell than many other prop houses because you have an opportunity to literally walk floors and aisles and see everything so up close, you know, whether it was their space in Manhattan that actually was three blocks away from where I grew up. So I was constantly starting my day there in the film business because it was a neighborhood I was used to being in to where they are now. They have everything laid out so well that you can just go there and start to be inspired even before you have a specific script. And many times I've said, oh, I just got to use that piece somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I would say that that's what we try to do here at Newell. I mean, as one of our core values, it's about inspiring people. And it's really about seeing beautiful pieces. You know, we, we pride ourselves on our quality and we pride ourselves on being very eclectic and having all different ranges and styles, which obviously fits the entertainment world really well because we can go to any period and set. And we do definitely do our best to uh, organize the warehouse as best as we can. You know, it's it's a big job when we have close to around, a, you know, 120,000 square feet of, of warehouse space. We just, you know, we just acquired another 10,000 more square feet. But it's really important that when people walk around the showroom, they're just like, wow, I've never seen anything like it. You know, I, I try to make it feel like the Paris flea market 
you know, I think we're more organized than the Paris flea market, but um, <laughs> that's really kind of, you know, what, what we're all about, you know, and, and, and I think just getting more furniture and art and, and every, everything under the sun, that's my goal because, you know, I really look at all the different sets. Uh, you know, I just always want to be eclectic. Like I always want to go after different styles and periods and categories and really be like, wow, I can rival any other dealer that has that, you know, one, that one style. And I try to have it all in one shop. And and the depth of collections is so intense at Newell. Uh, in the days, obviously, before COVID, where we used to do so much work in the early, early days in person, in the days of walking around with your Polaroid camera, <laughs> you know, <laughs> before cell phones and even before beepers and pagers and the way I'm I'm dating myself I can tell you that going to Newell was one of the places where I could really work and collaborate with a production designer whether it was a production designer from Los Angeles from out of town from Europe from here you know it was a place to just take your breath away. The ability that a decorator has at Newell to deal with all the categories that I talk to everybody about, from the upholstered pieces of furniture and the case goods, the smalls and all the character-driven top layer, and then a massive amount of lighting. I mean, just pieces that you dream about or I dream about as a set decorator, you know, <laughs> Murano glass sconces and, you know, all the things that you just, you know, as Jake is saying, I mean, you, you feel like you're in the flea market in Paris, but on on every level. And then for me, throughout my career, I've always, you know, if I'm ever going to use an Easter egg and repeat a piece I've done that because it's come from Newell. In Reversal of Fortune, in the bedroom that we dressed for Klaus and Sonny von Bülow, I used these beautiful sculptures that were called the Four Seasons, and they were busts, incredibly beautiful, white porcelain. And even later on, after that film, two of them bit the dust, not on one of my jobs, but on another job. And I could never use the four of them again, but I used the two of them that were left together uh, on another job because that was like my signature <laughs> new piece. I think when you can use a quality piece, like it mm -hmm. really shows well on the camera. Like you can really tell, like, you know, it's, it really makes a huge difference. And, you know, the, we've had pieces that have rented, you know, over and over again since, you know, my great grandfather, you know, and, and, you know, they've been around into so many films. Like we have these tufted uh, sofas that have probably been in close to, uh, you know, 20 films altogether, TV shows. And, and you know, it, it's crazy, you know, just thinking about like these sofas are kind of like movie stars in a way. They, they, they are, and they work for all different genres and all different styles. And it's, it's also kind of what I tell people, you know, in their own homes, a concept of high-low with a bed from Newell, like in Reversal of Fortune, I didn't have to spend a lot of money on the linens, you know, because the bed was so beautiful and so captivating. So when you start with these 
pieces that have this history and the craftsmanship in them, you know, it really sets the stage for a really balanced, beautiful set. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I look at it all the time. Every film I look at, I'm just like always looking at the sets. I, I think that's just the habit I have now. And when I see some pieces, I'm, and there's sometimes where I get envious when I look at the TV screen because I'm just like, well, where, where, where did these pieces come from? Like, where can I get them? You know. So it's it's, <laughs> it's a passion. You know, I think just to be able to explore and experience all these different styles and periods and really to just have it all under one roof and, and get to walk around, you know, kind of the racks all day. It's, I'm, you know, something I take a lot of pride in and it, it's just really cool. <laughs> Jake, how is it different, say, for instance, when a production designer or a set decorator comes to Newell or let's say in contrast, an interior designer who's shopping for a client and it's pieces that you're going to sell instead of rent? What has always admired me, you know, about working with like, you know, set designers is, is that they're so cool under pressure. You know, there are times where, you know, there's deadlines, there's, there's, you know, things are definitely a little bit more instant, you know, because like there's some levels of time constraints, but everybody's really nice. I've seen people in just crazy, you know, situations and everybody acts extremely well under pressure, which is always something I've respected. With interior designers, it's much of the same, though. It's like, you know, you really, my whole goal in life is just to find things that are just going to work, you know? Like, I want people to be happy with every purchase that they have. I want people to be happy with every rental that they have. I think it's just about asking the right questions. Sometimes with sales, it's a little bit difficult because, like, maybe their clients are a little bit more difficult. But, you know, it's at the same time, you could be probably dealing with a producer that's not easy to work with as well. So it's like, you know... It, it's it, true. Well, know. A lot of producers have been intimidated, I think, by Newell, you know, just because obviously when we're working in film and TV, we give a deposit, you know, an insurance certificate, and we work with certain financial parameters, and you make the rentals possible. And feasible financially but producers and production managers are you know always thinking oh my god it's from <laughs> newell <laughs> and i assure them that's what my incredible crew is used to dealing with pieces from newell and you know there there are always extra precautions taken extra furniture blankets and things are always almost custom wrapped and packed for, you know, keeping these incredible antiques in, in good shape. I think it's just, you know, the nature of the beast, you know, it's like you need these quality items, you know, to, to look good on us, you know, to be on set. And, you know, they have to be handled with care. That's always something I've always had as my number one priority is just always making sure like the relationships are positive and good. It, it's never easy to, you know, have a peace break. But, in all honesty, it's not one of our biggest issues in life, you know, like we really don't have too many breaks. I think people do have this level of understanding with, you know, these are nicer pieces that need to be handled with care. You know, we obviously put a tremendous amount of effort and time into wrapping them ourselves, you know, before they go out. And, you know, I have the best crew in the world. Like I've honestly, the crew members that i you know, learned everything from as far as just wrapping things up and, you know, putting these items on the Teamsters trucks and doing yeah. all the things. And, like and, and all of the Teamsters have 
a great understanding in New York and an affinity. A lot of the Teamsters appreciate the antiques coming from Newell just as much as I do. You know, I, I, yeah, they, they know, they know the industry. You know, a lot of, you know, the Teamsters are family run things and, you know, we're a family business too. And we've been working with them for generations you know so it's i think there's always just been this understanding with 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 the industry that you know these are pieces that just need to be handled with care and i think you know when i created newell props i really wanted it to you know you know we have such a high-end luxury sales side and you know i i just felt like there were some items that you know i think there was just a level of of um, marketing and just understanding that I wanted people to understand that Newell was not just super, super high end. Like we had many items, like those tufted couches, like they can be rented out as many times as like they needed. Like, you know, the, if anything, we need a little stain on it. Yes, it's true. The patina of a lot of the items in the prop house, you know, it's, it's almost when you see something on first dibs or you see something on eBay and when it says the condition, you know, it's, it's worn with the appropriate level of use, you know, for something that's been around for 50 years or 75 years. And again, that is also something that's so interesting. Just recently on a commercial, I used a desk from Newell that is a completely period desk. It it fit the bill because it had a certain mass to it, but it was not a contemporary desk, even though the entire room was high-end contemporary. But having that piece with the incredibly beautiful wood that we had you guys shine up and then we shined it up, it just made such a statement and it just transcended the period. You know, it it just worked under those circumstances in the same way that a piece with more use becomes like the perfect character piece, you know, because you start to really understand or see that that character might have been sitting in that chair or on that sofa for 20, 30 years. So it drives the visual. I would say that that's where styles and trends are going, even in the sales world. Like, it can be an ultra-contemporary world, but, like, if you can have an old period desk, like an English desk, it gives the room sophistication that just giving it all contemporary can never do. And, you know, we're seeing a big uh, growth in our sales side this year. I think one, because of these supply chain issues, you know, people are not able to order and buy goods anymore. You know, it's like, you know, the, the timelines are longer, you know, this, there's huge supply chain issues. So, and, you know, people that want to buy, you know, that want to furnish their house, they, they need furniture right away. And so, you know, antiques are becoming, you know, a valuable option for them. Yeah, we've been talking about that. You know, we started decorating the set from Hollywood to your home right as COVID started. And, you know, we're seeing so much of that trending where heirlooms are both being sold and also purchased and antiques are being refurbished and people are loving that they've had these hand-me-downs. Maybe they're repainting or refinishing and it's much better than waiting eight months for a piece of furniture. You know, I always have this one scene that I think of where I think about like the future of design a little bit. Uh, Hunger Games where they're on the train and it's completely like there's screens everywhere. Everything is like looks so contemporary but they're surrounded by antiques and period paintings. There's just nothing that's going to replace history like this. 
there's something regal about it. There's just something that oozes luxury when, you know, you can have something gilt in just a completely technological world in a way and in a futuristic world. And, you know, those were our paintings that we put in there. And it, and it was just so cool seeing something like that. And then somebody just clicked and being like, this could really work for the future. This actually is the definition of sophistication and luxury. For both of you guys, tell me a little bit about the collaborative process. Like, Beth, do you come in saying, I'm looking for an antique desk? Or do you come in saying, like, I need a desk, Jake, here's the situation. What do you have? Do you guys work together or do you have really specific things you're looking for and he gives them to you? Well, I'll tell you that back in the good old days, I would always make my trip to Newell and multiple trips to set up the look for a specific show. As things started appearing on the internet, that changed how we work. The Newell Prop House website is completely user-friendly. As a matter of fact, I would say to any of our listeners, if you just want to take a trip, you know, like the way museums are doing virtual tours, just go on the Newell website and look at all the different periods and styles of furniture that's available out there for rent. As of late, I start off calling in my wish list with specific SKU numbers, and they're checked if they're available. And, uh, you know, really at Newell, if they're not available, I always can find a replacement or Jake helps me find a replacement. The staff is then prepared to do the rental agreement and set our pickup dates and do this extra special wrapping, and that's how it works. Jake and I recently worked on a project that was as close to my reversal of fortune days as anything I've done, and it was a special project called Rare Objects, a film directed and written by Katie Holmes that I found out about and was hired to do and took this project straight to Jake and straight to the whole Newell family to see if we could organize it in a way that would work best for all of us. And it's been something that we've just recently completed, and it's a triumph. When Beth brought me this opportunity, it's kind of like how it is whenever, you know, she needs something, you know, for any of her sets. It's just like, how can I help? How can I make this happen? And, you know, just the way the pieces that were shown, you know, for for the film, it was a true homage to, to Newell, you know, as far as just the, the pieces that she selected. I mean, it, it's just, it was all over the board and it was all just, you know, some of the best of the best pieces that I know I'm going to be blown away by. And just to really kind of speak to how we work together, you know, it's just a lot of communication. I think like whenever, you know, we don't have something that you need, like, you know, I always will try to figure out a way to find it for you. Exactly. And, and, uh, you know, when we do have it, we really always try to be as transparent as we can with just like, you know, what the condition is, like if there's, you know, if there's issues, if there's, you know, problems with it, uh, you know, we always try to be very transparent, but it's just a lot of fun. You know, every time you call, you know, you, you call me up or, you know, if you want to, you know, if I can help you in any way, if it's just taking, you know, um, being like a tour guide, you know, I'm, I'm always down to, you know, to help. It, it's, it's always fun when you give when you give me a call. <laughs> 
For our listeners who aren't aware, a large part of Rare Objects takes place in an antique store. So, Jake, can you talk a little bit about your reaction when Beth proposed using so many items from Newell in this film? My first reaction was, this is really cool. How can I help? I've never really had this chance to really get this close to a film before working with Beth and even just getting more into depth about what her whole process and vision was and, you know, just seeing how many items she needed from Newell and the quality items that she was picking. I just knew this was just too good of an opportunity to pass up. So, you know, whatever, you know, needed to be done to make this happen, I was willing to support. And you did incredibly, you know, I got a call for this job and it's so interesting because a a major part of the film takes place in an antique store run by two different characters. And we actually shot in an empty store in Manhattan, downtown, and there were three floors of the store. So there was a lot to fill. And under different circumstances, this would have been impossible to have happened financially, but I was honored and just uh, thrilled to be able to pitch to Newell that this set was really a love letter to Newell and its rich history because so many of the items are featured uh, and just this whole concept of, you know, a film titled Rare Objects. Um, the film has uh, been made into contemporary day, but it's based on a book by Kathleen Tesoro, and she came to actually have a little role in the antique store. She was a patron in the store. It's based on her novel. When she visited the set, she uh, was fascinated and looked at all the tear sheets from Newell. And she told me, I wish I had had all of this when I was writing the original novel. So it just had so much meaning to literally provide these rare objects and it made the set decoration for the film that's for sure i i don't think there would have been any way i could have pulled this off without newell so um, when i was approached i i immediately said this is newell (laughs) (laughs) so um it was a, a a really a a stellar experience all the way around. It really was, Newell. You know, just looking at the items that we brought over, we just brought over Russian pieces. We were bringing over Art Deco pieces, you know, Hungarian pieces, uh, you know, period French, you know, English bamboo, uh, you know, German Biedermeier, you know, Burmese, you know, rustic pieces, and then like Italian grotto and beautiful mid-century. You know, there was just such a swan song, you know, as my opinion, you know, that, that, that you kind of, you know, were able to deliver with just these these items. And, you know, you know, I was really fortunate to being able to go to the set, you know, and seeing some of these pieces and just seeing just some of the things that you did. I just didn't even know it could be possible, like how you were able to, you know, use our doors, those panels and... and uh, we, we used <laughs> uh, doors as set pieces. My team did an unbelievable rig, but e- even things that I didn't anticipate, and I have complete set decorator intense goosebumps right now when you just <laughs> ran through that list of period and styles. I mean, 
it was such an incredible collaboration with the production designer, Michael Fitzgerald, and with Katie Holmes, who just worshipped every single piece that we got. And they all shot the hell out of it. But we even had in this store, of which, by the way, we were shooting there for over a week, and we literally had to keep people out of the store, off the street. People would walk by and they were like ready to buy, you know? And we had to... have like people's little faces uh, against the glass. Yes, exactly. (laughs) We had to keep cleaning the windows because we had the most beautiful pieces in the in the window and i did add some smaller items and more specific pieces of jewelry and and things to it but you know here we are with these exposed sockets on a wall that were going to be seen and we ended up having these sconces from newell that were like tree branches incredible gold leafed branches with crystals hanging from them but like you know zen crystals not like a crystal like, chandelier like, quartz, like a quartz. quartz right and they literally fit on the socket as if they were custom made and things like that kept happening like when we rigged the doors it was as if they were designed for the space and when we had this loft area we had these two stone busts which I didn't even think about this but they were so heavy and so authentic that I actually couldn't even put them on any piece of furniture that I rented from Newell because they were so heavy and (laughs) and you know all of a sudden my team was on a ladder and we were putting them up on this ledge as if they were like carved out of the ledge. I mean, it was absolutely stunning. So it was just a complete experience from start to finish. And the film will live on with all these beautiful rare objects and we'll be talking about it for a long time. I just, you know, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it and and it kind of takes me back just seeing, you know, how you used, we have this giant 10 foot, english uh you know library ladder and and you know that was a that was what i call an impulse item (laughs) (laughs) you know at the end when you're checking out of the store you go for that impulse item well you know the more we got into the script and how it was going to break down there are scenes where one of the characters is is hanging a light fixture in the window and all of a sudden we, you know, realized, wow, that ladder, that incredible piece, which is actually one of a pair, which is quintessential Newell, (laughs) you know, it's been in their publicity in the past, you know, you see that library ladder and it just drips incredible antiques and Newell that, you know, that ended up being another character on the set that drove the action and allowed the DP to have a place to shoot down into the room, to shoot up at it. It was perfection, absolute perfection. That's just music to my ears. And and I, I can go, you know, on for days with just seeing some of the, you know, these pieces and, you know, how, you know, just using like the Italian grotto, you know, tete-a-tete, you know, the love seat was just... That was... Italian grotto tete-a-tete was used <laughs> in Reversal of Fortune. So that was my ode to Reversal of Fortune. Wow. It was just really incredible. And, and 
you know, it's just, it's just you're a magician and just being able, you know, even with having all of, you know, Newell's resources, you know, just being able to do that and, and to make everything look like it's really feel like it's rare objects, you know, and, and be true to the film was incredible, you know, to be a part of. I'm going to feature a lot of these pieces on my Instagram. Uh, speaking of Instagram, Jake, tell us about Newell and how the business has developed and how involved you and the company have gotten into social media. You know, now that we have two different brands, you know, and two different, you know, companies with Newell Gallery, which is, uh, uh, well, Newell Antiques, which is our sales side, and then uh, Newell Props, which is our rental side, we have two different social medias. But um, really with Newell Props, it's it's like we're we're really coming from a spot where we really want to hone in and just being appreciative to our set decorators. We love highlighting them, showing, showcasing all the incredible works. You know, we have a lot of people that want to, you know, look at what we've done. Uh, and, 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 you know, just because we have, you know, incredible pieces and we work with incredible clients and we want to write great stories about, you know, incredible set decorators. And then on top of it, you know, with Newell, we're just always, you know, we have this, you know, kind of the same kind of mode. It's just, you know, it's a little bit more, you know, towards the interior designer world. But really, at the end of the day, both brands are all just about, it's really easy when you have incredible furniture, because you can kind of let that do the talking in a, in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah, when, all, all the stories and photos on Instagram are just so beautiful in and of themselves, each rare object. I wish I could take credit for the social media, but the real person is actually my sister. She's uh, she's also she's my younger sister. She actually runs the whole social media uh, department. You know, she we obviously all work on it together, but she puts a lot of work in. And there's certain things where you're just like, you're better than me in, in certain areas, and this <laughs> is definitely one of them. And so, you know, my sister's really on the ground doing all of the social media dirty work. And and you know, we uh, the whole part is just you know we want to highlight our employees that we. Have have here we want to highlight the set decorators we want to highlight the furniture we're really big about the environment at newell you know we want to you know spread awareness on that as well we have a lot of different core values of our business and i think social media is a great tool for us to kind of let people know what we're all about how does your father feel about all of this forward thinking uh, my father's, you know, a happy camper, you know, I think at the end of the day, like, you know, he probably wanted to retire a little bit, but, you know, things are exciting now with Newell and, and, you know, he wants to be more involved and, you know, I'm still learning from him every single day. He's like, an, he's an encyclopedia of antique knowledge. Like he, it's, it's really incredible. And, you know, some of the stories that he has told me about, like just working with some of these set designers and interior designers. Like, I wish I could just pull more and more from his brain because, you know, at the end of the day, I wouldn't be anywhere without him. And, you know, I, I think for me, it's just however involved he wants me to be in, in the yes. business is up to him, <laughs> you know, but he's just a huge part of this thing. He He's always been a person that likes to be in the background a little bit more. So I think, you know, when he made me CEO, it was, you know, kind of just because he really wanted to be in the background. And, and, uh, and, and, and Except I, for when his old friends come to visit. that's when you know he'll be you know a happy camper it's like you gotta just kind of pull him out he's you know the nicest guy and you know and and do his thing but it's just you know it's kind of just getting him out of uh getting him out of his office a little bit (laughs) it's just the greatest family business with incredible history 
I'm tr- I'm you know incredibly fortunate you know and my mom's a big part of uh, you know the business too like you know it's not easy running a family business just with and especially like evolving and you know I think we're doing a really good job at it and we have a lot of big things in store you know for the future too which you know I think is at the end of the day, it's all about inventory. That's my biggest focus. So, you know, we're, we just acquired this incredible collection of American mid-century uh, furniture. We're probably going to be like the number one, like antique American mid-century dealer, you know, in, in, in the U.S. And, and That's amazing. You know, and we just, we just took over a collection of some of the best Chinese uh, ceramics. Uh, you know, like I say, we really want to go after different styles and periods. Uh, because it's just like that's what the movie and entertainment industry needs they need being eclectic they need different styles they need different categories because you never know what type of set they're gonna you know put up and so it's it's best to be prepared (laughs) and make and i would say you know i get asked this question all the time students of film and different interior designers and commercial designers in the industry. This is a a source to learn from. I mean, just going to your website and going to your Instagram is a place where people can not only see incredibly beautiful things, but learn about different styles and periods and history. So tell us where to reach you. Well, you can uh, reach us at uh, newellprops.com. My email is jbear at newell.com uh, if anybody wants to directly email me. But just to your point, I'm all about education. Like, I realize that Newell is kind of practically like a museum. You know, we really have a huge range of different eras and periods and all these types of things. And I really, especially, you know, if you're young and you really want to get more comfortable with antiques, I, you know, I encourage people to come in and, and actually look at the pieces. We want to make this uh, more approachable. I, I think antiques should be more approachable. You know, I'm, I'm more concerned, you know, about, you know, breaking uh, a contemporary piece because, you know, once a contemporary right. piece is broken, it's done. But with an antique piece, you know, there's a level of restoration that can always be done to fix it, you know, unless it's like a Murano chandelier. Uh, but, but, uh, and tell us your, your sister's brilliantly run Instagram Oh, so that's just Newell Props on Instagram, and then uh, Newell Antiques is the sales side as well. And then mine is just Jake Bear. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys have been such like a loving little like interview between the two of you. My face has been smiling the entire time. But one of our big features, Jake, that we have before we let you go is that we always pull back the curtain a little bit. And Beth and you need to share a little bit of some stories here about being on set together, telling me anything about some project you guys worked on a favorite project something that went crazy something that went great and i want to know your favorite objects frankly i need to know like what's your love in the shop do you want to go first or should i go first um you know tell us (laughs) tell us what are your top three styles of furniture that you're drawn to that you just adore you know that's like choosing like you know I don't have my any child, kids, child. Uh, but, but, uh, but, you know, I would say my first period in style that I was really attracted to that got me into uh, furniture was Art Nouveau. When I was working as a carpenter and working on those pieces and just seeing the curves and, you know, how the woodwork, we have this one incredible uh, Majorelle grandfather clock. It's probably one of the best pieces that we have in, you know, in our collection. And, 
I don't know. It's just something whimsical and, you know, it's just very romantic. So I, I, may, I don't know why that was when I was at my youngest, why I loved it the most, but it, you know, I think there was a level of appreciation. I would definitely say rustic furniture, black forest, you know, I, mm-hmm. you know, my last name is bear. So I kind of <laughs> love seeing the bears, <laughs> you know, uh, that's always just been something that, you know, I have this beautiful little, uh, black forest, uh, umbrella stand, which, you know, is in my apartment and I, I love it. You know, so it's one thing that I always look at. Um, and then I really would just like to stress that I just love mixing up styles. Like it's just, there's nothing better than having like an eclectic room. So when you can, you know, get mid-century contemporary, you know, and then you get like, you know, an 18th century, you know, French console, and then you put like a contemporary painting over it. I mean, for me, that's like where I really resonate. And I, I just, it just makes so much sense to me because like you get something so contemporary and then you just bring some, you know, it, it brings it weight when you can give it that classical, you know, it's so uh, rich. I mean, yeah. you know, Jake and I have n- never asked this question of each other uh, until now, <laughs> but it's amazing because our opinions are exactly the same. I would say art nouveau and art deco are my periods that I'm the most drawn to. And I will tell you that I never even thought of or knew or considered rustic being a style, really, until I saw it at Newell. I'm I'm just thinking of the days of being at Newell pretty early in my career to work on Reversal of Fortune and marveling at how there were these... I think it was the first time that I really thought of any kind of rustic or outdoor piece being an antique and learned a lot that day. (laughs) That was the second floor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I remember running through those aisles when I was a little kid and just being like, you know, this was definitely where I like to be. You know, one story that uh, it was kind of recent, but you know, with the parchment, you know, dining table that you used as a desk. Yes. You know, when you told me that you were using that piece as a desk, like, you know, I, I know it was for like a different, you know, a uh, of, of film. Um, well, let, let's start. Let, let me, I'll, I'll give it just a little background and then you say what you're going to say. One of the projects that we worked on recently was a, a New York unit of a film that I did where the entire set that was being built all centered around what had to be a massive desk. Yet, yet another very contemporary office, different than the one I talked about earlier. Um, Actually, no desk was large enough, and we didn't have time to have something made. So I started to think about Newell, of course, in terms of size and scale, and ended up seeing on the website what was a, a dining table. And that wasn't even in the prop house. It was in the uh, showroom. And I went to see it and it seemed like that, that was our winner. (laughs) And believe me, after looking at, uh, you know, easily over a hundred options with supply chain issues, with money not being really an issue for this particular movie that I'll, I'll tell everybody about once it's come out. Here was this incredible parchment dining table. So I called Jake. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what makes me so happy about that is 
right before COVID, I flew to Italy, you know, to the Parma show on a buying trip. And that was uh, the dining table. I bought that dining table myself. And so it was just really kind of cool. You know, those are ones I kind of always get extra, you know, I always put a bigger smile on my face (laughs) because, you know, when I have to pick out the, you know, the piece that I'm going to buy and it was not easy we had this whole parchment collection and honestly we ended up selling that whole parchment collection. And that was the last piece that was left. And so, you know, it, it, I, the fact is, is uh, I, the fact that you used it and I'll, I'll send you a picture of it, you know, for everybody to see later, but it, it's, it's just such a hero piece. It's so cool. And I'm, I'm excited to see how it all turns out. Yep. And it's a hero piece in the, in the shot we did. Yeah, that's so cool. When I pitched rare objects and our whole deal to Jake and he called me back and said uh, I talked to my father and my father said it's with Beth so we're going to say yes I that is one of the great honors of my career it's a very hard thing to do with my father to get that <laughs> thing but you know he's he you know you're a part of the Newell family I, you know Beth Lee's, you know I hope you know that and and you know we're, we you know we just feel you know, tremendously lucky to be working with you for, you know, I don't know how many years, but it's just been over 35 years. And it's, it really comes from my father, it comes from me, it comes from really the whole staff. We're all really, you know, tremendously lucky to work with you. And, you know, whenever you need something, you know, we're always going to be there. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's great to have, you know, just, just this incredible relationship a super big honor to be on this podcast. You know, this was a lot of fun. Um, Thank you. you. Know, <laughs> it felt like we were just having a normal <laughs> conversation, but, uh, you know, but it was, uh, but it's great, you know, to just, you know, have people listen to, you know, about what Newell Props is and, you know, how we were able to help on such a cool project in Rare Objects. Jake, thank you so much for joining us. And listeners are going to learn so much more about this project as we talk through this and the rest of the podcast. Listeners, please head over to Newell's website and Instagram channels. We will repeat all of that at the end of this podcast. But we want to thank Jake so much again for coming on with us. You guys have made me smile the entire time. Like I've been quiet, but I'm like grinning because you guys are (laughs) adorable and I love your relationship and I need to meet Mr. Newell. Mr. Bear, I guess, really, <laughs> because he seems adorable. And I just I love like uh, a tough nut to crack is like my favorite. So love that. <laughs> I'm still working on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm about it. So I love it. Thank you so much, Jake. I hope you had lots of fun. And it is just always a conversation over here. So come back anytime you like. All right. Thank you. I just want to thank Jake Bear again for making the time to speak with us. I'm so excited for everyone to see rare objects. I'd like to thank Michael Fitzgerald, the production designer, who I had the incredible opportunity to collaborate with on rare objects. And I'm really proud of the work we did on this film. I, for one, cannot wait to see it. We've been talking about it for so long. We have been with you every step of the way from when you got this job all the way through everything you were working on it and then all this anticipation building up for it to finally come out. And then we got to talk to Jake and it made it so much more full and rich in my brain about what we were all going to see. I hope our listeners are getting that. For sure, you guys go check out Rare Objects. It comes out in theaters and on demand on Friday, April 14th. And for more information on the movie, head over to rareobjectsfilm.com. 
gmail.com. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Decorating the Set from Hollywood to your home at Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please leave a five-star review. It helps a lot in promotion of the show. Five stars, people. Thanks for listening. Decorating the Set from Hollywood to Your Home is an original Pod Clubhouse production. Recorded, edited, and produced at Pod Clubhouse Studios. For more information, please visit us online at podclubhouse.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Decorating the Set at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.